When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We've got more news to discuss relating to the Baker Mayfield trade. Where are we ranking Amari Cooper? Where are we ranking Christian McCaffrey? What's happening to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's value? We talked about the trade a lot earlier. We talked about how this thing is going to impact a uh, hundred different things. Negative, positive. Negative being that the Cleveland Browns only have Brissett now standing in between no quarterback and having a signal caller on the field potentially all year long. We don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to miss uh, the entire season. The Browns are a debacle right now. The Browns are an absolute debacle. They made the worst trade in probably NFL history. They offered up the worst contract in NFL history, and they just gave away their only hope to stay afloat while they're trying to get through this uh, Deshaun Watson suspension. I like Brissett. I I do like him. But Baker knows the offense. Baker was hurt all year. No one's saying Baker Mayfield is some gem of a find that the Panthers are now a playoff team. They're not. The Panthers are not. It's hard to make the playoffs these days. I don't know if you heard, but both conferences are stacked to the rafters with double-digit win teams that probably won't make the playoffs. You're going to have a lot of teams in double-digit categories that won't make the playoffs. You have the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Chargers, one of those teams, there's a strong likelihood because they're going to beat up on each other twice a year and have, have a real tough schedule. There's there's a chance that one of those teams I just named, maybe even the Raiders, don't make the playoffs and have 11 wins. 10-11 wins and don't make the playoffs. It could be the Kansas City Chiefs. Pick your, pick your poison. Like, I, I understand everyone's going to have different Feelings toward different teams, and especially in the AFC West. You, a lot of you guys love the Raiders, so that's fine. Take the Raiders out. The Chiefs might be 10-11 wins and not make the playoffs. The Panthers, this is just, they're killing time. They're killing time. What Baker Mayfield does do, though, is increase a little bit the value and security of Christian McCaffrey. Increase a little bit the value and security of DJ Moore. Kind of unlocks DJ Moore like we talked about earlier into a potential maybe 85% type of output that we aren't used to seeing from DJ Moore. DJ Moore is such a good wide receiver, or is he? I think he is. We all kind of forget. We don't really know. We don't really know if McLaurin is a top 5-10 to wide receiver. We don't know if DJ Moore, who's not McLaurin, but maybe he's a top 10-14 to wide receiver. We don't know. Why don't we know? Bad quarterback play for two wide receivers that need the football delivered a special way, a different way. It's not a bad way. They're just different types of wide receivers. They need different types of tender, love, and care. 
Some wide receivers need more TLC than others. Doesn't make them lesser. It just means they need the football delivered to them a certain way. Debo Samuel can take it himself. DJ Moore needs to have the football delivered to him. Accurately. Precisely. All over the field. In the red zone. He can't do it all himself. He can't do anything if Christian McCaffrey's off the field. Then what good is the entire offense? So DJ Moore got a little bit safer. But when I say a little bit, I mean... We've been seeing 60% out of DJ Moore for, for a couple years now. So DJ Moore now maybe climbs to high-end wide receiver two value. Not not wide receiver one status yet. Let's not get carried away. But but maybe high-end wide receiver two status. I, I, I kind of like that. And as for McLaurin, we talked about McLaurin earlier. I won't, I won't dance around that too much. I'll just say that, that Wentz is very similar to Baker. Washington... Football team presidents over here have Carson Wentz. That is an upgrade from what they had, but it's not amazing. It's an upgrade. Then you got the the Sam Darnold Carolina Panthers over here who get Baker. That's actually a tremendous upgrade, but it's still the same type of level as Wentz. So, I don't know. Take what you want from it. It's certainly not the biggest trade to ever go down, the impact is... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's definitely, it touches a lot of different points and players, but it doesn't necessarily have tremendous impact. But it's the biggest news we've had in a long time. It gives us a reason to talk about Nick Chubb. It gives us a reason to talk about Christian McCaffrey and Kareem Hunt and Amari Cooper, who I avoid like the plague right now at his current ADP. Would I draft him as a wide receiver three? Yeah. But, but Smitty, you're not going to get Amari Cooper as a wide receiver three. I know. Thanks, Bob. I know. I understand that. Basically, what I'm saying is I probably won't own Amari Cooper by design because I want him as a wide receiver three or I don't want him at all. This guy's going to have a carousel at at the quarterback position that's a minimum of two quarterbacks during the year. Brissett. Brissett's a game manager. He's not electric, a lead. He's not going to feed Amari Cooper consistent targets. Not to mention, I don't know if some of you remember, but Amari Cooper struggled back in the... He struggles a little bit with transition. He's learning a new offense. He's not the kind of wide receiver that's going to come in and just be like, I absolutely get everything. I'm absorbing it. I'm not going to drop footballs. I'm going to take it all in and I'm going to run with it. This is the kind of wide receiver that could have that potential slow start. It is very hard for a wide receiver to move teams. And now you give him Brissett, like temper expectations. Guys, the writing's on the wall. There's no way Cooper just starts off on fire. Mari Cooper's top 10 wide receiver. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Kareem Hunt is the real winner here because I think the offense is going to need to rely upon a pass-catching running back to kind of mix things up. And he's going so late. This guy, Kareem Hunt, used to be a third, fourth round staple standalone player. Every single year, you couldn't cuff Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. It was impossible. Now, when he's probably got more value than last year, he's back to 
to Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, maybe a round higher. He's around that range right now. That territory is fantastic for Kareem Hunt. He can do really... I don't want to say win leagues. I don't want to give him a moonshot. But we're going to we're gonna say that Kareem Hunt is a steal in that, in that territory that we're talking about where it's slightly above the other handcuffed running backs in the NFL. No one... I think it's that whole, what have you done for me lately? Doesn't matter what upside Kareem Hunt has. He did not do it or deliver... Last year, when you thought maybe he would. The year before, when you thought maybe he would. And and that's right, Mario. People are going to punt Kareem Hunt. And that's that's good news because he's going in a, in a place where you punt him and then you can receive him again down in the 7th or 8th round. Mario, you and I are on the same page. I am punting Kareem Hunt to the 7th round. Join me. Let's catch him. And let's take him into 2022, pal. That's exactly my point. Exactly my point. Amari Cooper, I'm punting, and then I'm turning around and walking the other direction. I don't even want to catch him. I don't know what... I'm going to send him as far as I can see, and then I'm going to let someone else catch him. Because I don't want to have anything to do with a, a wide receiver changing teams that, that has that that feeling of uh, disappointment and can he translate in a new offense right away. Uh, I, he's He's been a journeyman, right? And, and at some point, it's like, you know, he's that guy that's going to just... I don't know, not ever get back to where he was supposed to be. I don't know what he's going to be like without Dak Prescott. He's got Brissett throwing him the football now. Maybe 6-10 to games, maybe an entire season. Kareem Hunt is the only player I'm touching on the Cleveland Brown roster. And that goes for Nick Chubb unless he falls to like 12, uh, 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 2.12. If Nick Chubb falls to the bookend, second, third round turn... 2.12, 2.12, which is otherwise known as 24 overall for the people that don't do well with math. 24 overall is where I'd take Nick Chubb. Past that, I truly believe I'm probably going to find better options when Nick Chubb is there staring me in the face when I'm supposed to kind of take him. I'm not necessarily going to take him. I'm going to take somebody else. I might go with the Josh Allen early quarterback approach or if I want to say, give me that, give me that burrow, baby. Give me the burrow. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed. If you're like me and you love Joseph Burrow sitting there smoking his cigar in round six, 6.1, 6.2, and you wanna get burrowed, people are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed. <laughs> If you, like me, want to get burrowed in round six, raise your hand. I want to get burrowed in round six. Burrow me. I'm going to take burrow. So then what do I do instead of Nick Chubb? Instead of Nick Chubb, I don't know. We'll have to play it by ear. Debo's been falling to like the 18, 19, 20 round territory lately. And I absolutely love it. Ziggy, studio on. We had we had a little lighting issue earlier. I started the show without it. Power outages, storms in Arizona, uh, uh, Wi-Fi issues. We had it all. My entire system is 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 based on Ziggy. And when and when oh god, I just said his name. And when the thing's not running smoothly, and I have two different networks going here, when one network goes down and needs to be reset, and I got to go live, I can't turn half of the lights on in the studio because the Zigmeister can't respond to me. So we started off with the dark theme. I don't mind the dark theme. I kind of like the dark theme. Ziggy, studio off. Are we going? 
Are we going little romantic setting, dark theme, or are we going with the lights on? Ziggy Studio on. Which which do you prefer? Ziggy Studio on. Guy's worthless. He's worthless. CMC. Let's talk about CMC now. Where are we drafting CMC? Where are we drafting CMC? We taken CMC at at a higher draft territory now that Baker's there? Is it really going to move him up your your board even one or two spots? Put on the sexy light, says Cole. 1.6, one point box is 1.1. He's going CMC 1.1. You're not alone. So I wouldn't call you by any means crazy. 1.6 says official. 1.6 says Joel. Chubb is getting traded. He has 1 million salary this year. 12 mil next year. He will be gone by midseason. Dearness takes his toll. His role, I think you mean to say. His role. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. I ain't taking Mr. Glass at all, says Derek, with a, a one, two, three, four laughing emojis. Um, very, very organized, rotating. D- Derek put a lot of time into this. This this is one of those. Derek, and I agree with you, so like I'm on your side on this, but this is one of those, when someone writes it like this, Derek strategically trying to annoy the person that wants CMC. Like he's cr- He's handcrafted this. With meticulous uh, uh, organization and patience. He's actually rotating his crying emojis in unison. Puts four of them to just kind of hammer home his point. And then makes a bold statement about Mr. Glass. And that's there to hurt. That's there to sting a McCaffrey owner. This guy, Derek, is a sensational veteran at poking the bear. Look at this guy. This is phenomenal delivery of trying to really push it in. And just make make whoever whoever is taking this offensively just take it to the extreme level. Derek just and I agree with you, Derek. So it's not bothering me. Uh, Swaggy says CMC to the moon. You're not getting a moonshot out of me, not out of Mister Glass. But I do like him at the right value. I do take Christian McCaffrey at like eight, nine, ten, which he probably won't fall to, especially this, it, it, this, this kind of news, even though it's not that impacting, makes people talk about it. You know, people are just like, oh my God, four emojis hits different, says Brian. Yeah, don't, don't put four emojis when you talk about Fournette. Brian will get upset. Sorry, Brian. I said, I, I, I got to stop on the Fournette thing. <laughs> it's really hard, Brian. It's a habit. <laughs> CMC. To the nearest hospital, says Andrew. Not worth the first rounder to me. I think in one league of 10, 10% shares I'm willing to maybe uh, put into a Derek or a Derek Henry or a Christian McCaffrey. That's it. One league out of 10 leagues will I go. I'll, so I'll own Henry, Henry in one league. Why not? I'll own McCaffrey in one league. Why not? But I'm not drafting either of them in the top five, which means that if neither one of them fall to the top or the, to the 7 to 10 range, and even one draft, I probably am, am aiming to own one, and I won't because I'm not reaching. Uh, you guys want to get a YouTube membership? YouTube membership. Make sure you hit that link that I'm pinning right now. It's how you get all the amazing emojis. We're going to lock down the show at times. Not a lot. Not all the time. Not during a whole show necessarily, uh, depending on how YouTube lets us turn it on and off. 
but I can turn on subscriber mode only when we get super busy. You can see the chat going like crazy. Uh, I love that you guys post a lot of questions. I'm not saying don't do that. I, I've gotten off shows during the thick of it all. We have 80, we have 93 people watching right now. During the season, we'll be probably in the 150 to 200. I hope 300 range in the evening shows. I hope we're in the three. I hope we hit five. I think we're going to grow like crazy. We, we are already growing. But when we get the, the comments going like this, I've got to do something sometimes to get to some of my 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 YouTube subscribers and people that are really putting, uh, you know, trying to keep this this show going and, and growing. And so I'm going to turn on subscriber mode. There's a dollar ninety nine option, a dollar ninety nine option a month that allows you all the extra emojis that you see all over the place. Gives you the green uh, the green font and everything. So it's it's a great way to support the show, and you're going to have extra features and bonus features all the year. So I I pin that. Overcome dropping a super chat. Overcome, I appreciate that. What are you saying, big boy? What are you saying? 100 people in here, hit the thumbs up button on your way in the door. Subscribe if you're new. Don't miss, don't get don't get caught with your pants down and you don't know when we're going live. First of all, we go live every Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then I go live anytime there's breaking news. You know, Baker Mayfield, when he gets hurt, that's <laughs> not very nice of me. When Baker Mayfield gets hurt, I'll be going live as an example. I just want to give you an example. Was CMC's last injury that brutal or weren't the Panthers out of the playoff picture by that point? It's tough to know, bro. We're kept in the dark overcome as to what some of these players are going through. And and, and the the honest truth is you don't really know what's going on with Derrick Henry. Did Derrick Henry get the plate taken out of his foot? It was supposed to be like a screw that went in Derrick Henry's foot. He actually had a, a small plate put in his foot. And if that plate's in there, I worry about him a little more than the average analyst. I've had analysts come out and say, I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all. I think he's going to do phenomenal. He's built different. Smitty, Derrick Henry's built different. He is built different. He's bigger than the average player, which means the bigger they are, the harder they fall. This dude's hitting the ground over and over and over and over. And what I don't like about that is that his mileage is fit into a tight window. And while I love Derrick Henry, while I think Derrick Henry could ball, I think Derrick Henry could be a monster in week one. How long does he last? I don't know that he lasts longer than he did last year. Last year, they gave him like 27 carries a game. Derrick Henry's going to probably be fed more than that in 2022. He's going to want it. He's going to actually request it. He's not going to be like, dial me back. You know, players don't think like that. Like, oh, according to Smitty and a bunch of fantasy football statisticians, they tell me that once you hit 371 carries, you break and you can never carry the football over 300 carries again. Uh, He doesn't care about that. No one cares about that. The team doesn't care about that. They're going to run this man 25 to 29 carries a game, and there's just no way he's going to stay healthy. Maybe a small, small percentage chance. And if they don't give him 25-plus carries a game, he won't produce like Derrick Henry. It's a it's a double-edged sword, if you will. And the same thing with Christian McCaffrey. If they use him at wide receiver more and dial back all of his touches, I don't see how he's going to be the same guy. And I don't know that I go near him anywhere inside the top five. I don't go near any one of those two players in the top five. I'd rather take Cooper Cup. I'd rather take, especially we're talking PPR. Mainly we're talking about PPR. You're talking about non-PPR, I probably drop. I move Eckler, I move Najee up. You know, you consider other things in non-PPR. But who plays non-PPR? 
grandmas play non-PPR. Okay, we have a few grandmas watching. No offense, Grams, but grandmas play non-PPR. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta move your league into the the PPR world because that if you're in a non-PPR league, you literally have, uh, you literally still do your draft live, which is awesome, and I actually love that. But I could tell you a hundred different things about your league. You still do your draft live, which means you're old school. Everybody's still on MySpace in your league. You're sending trade offers through through MySpace. If you're playing non-PPR, that's the world you live in. Um, that's old school. That's real old school. Not to mention content is all catered around PPR now. And, and I admit I struggled switching over to non-PPR. Um, but but once you do it, and I switched over like mid-2000s, you, you can't go back. You can't go back. Uh, and, and, and it alters a couple players in a weird way. Like Nick Chubb becomes very valuable. Like, like you said, valuable, uh, I very much PPR guy. I don't like this whole, like two quarterbacks, tight end premium with a, a minus four for interceptions. And then running backs get only 5.5 points per, uh, rushing touchdown, but wide receiver, like, what are you doing? What are you doing to your scoring system? Trying to confuse everybody to the point where no one knows how to value anybody. I can't stand when I get no offense to anybody that's sending me these messages, but I hate when I get a message on, on the text line that I can't really fully grasp, you know, like, hey, Smitty, I'm in a league, and I appreciate everybody that sends me a text on the text line, which you can get at thefantasyfootballshow.com, which is behind my head, thefantasyfootballshow.com, right here. Uh, order the text service. One-on-one text device is phenomenal. But I hate when I get these messages that I can't fully understand or comprehend where it's like, Smitty, I'm in a league where it's, a 2QB mandatory, tight end premium. You can draft a tight end, but if you draft a tight end, you can't start running backs anymore. And if you start running backs and, and you start a uh, you know a third wide receiver, then you get 0.5 points. Like, what are you doing? How do you prepare for a league like that? Who's creating content for that kind of stuff? I'm not. No one is. No one can. There's too many alterations. Stick to a, a very standard PPR scoring format so that content makes sense for you and you can consume it. Like a normal human being. I don't know what to say other than I'm avoiding Cooper. Um, I'm not worried about Baker unless I'm in a 2QB league. Nick Chubb I'm I'm worried about. Because this offense will not be living in the red zone. This offense can't just run, 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 run. Nick Chubb's going to be facing more 8-man fronts and and stacked bigger box counts than he's ever faced. He's going to be getting smashed at the line of scrimmage. This is a guy that has suffered major knee injuries. He's always worried, you know, lingering with the knee issues. I'm kind of getting to the point where I've faded Nick Chubb all the way to 2.12. I'm starting to get the sense, and I have a real good feeling of when I know I'm going to start going, no, don't draft the player at all. I have a feeling I'm, at, I'm scratching the surface at a avoid Nick Chubb at all costs type of thing. I, I re- this team is a it's a it's a black plague. It's it, this team is the plague. This team is the plague. Okay, the Browns can't do anything right. The Browns made the worst trade probably in the history of the NFL, especially if Watson misses more than a season and they locked in his contract untouchable by even the NFL due to suspensions. And even more misbehavior. He could have 40 more cases come up tomorrow morning and they can't legally touch his first two years. Absolutely can't touch the first two years of his contract. He's literally going to get 
46 million or 45 million he's already got for year one because they gave it to him on a signing bonus. They put one million dollars in salary so that only one million is susceptible to the NFL suspension if they were to figure out a way to even do it. But to my knowledge, that one million can't even be touched. If he's suspended for a whole year, that one million moves over to 2023. And his actual salary for 2023 is the one million, and his contract starts there. So he gets the 45 million in advance. His contract doesn't begin until 2023 if he's suspended for the whole year, and he doesn't get another 46 million. He gets the one million. He gets the next 46 million in the next year. So the guy gets a year older, and he starts moving his contract downstream. It's the worst contract in the history of the NFL. The Browns are one of the worst franchises in the history of the NFL. Just just so many things. The Browns are the Browns. You hear it all the time. You always, you always heard people say the Bengals are the Bengals, the Jets are the Jets. The Browns, I don't know how they climb out from under this. I don't know how. They're going to be lost for a half a decade minimum, probably longer, trying to climb out of this massive disaster of a hole that they just dug. It's not like they went through a year of it, like what a mistake that was. They just did it. They just did it. That's what makes it so awful. The only player I'm touching on the Cleveland Brown roster, I think I'm officially ready to do it. You know what? I mock drafted Nick Chubb at 12, uh, 2.12. I did it, I think, last night. I did it the night before. I told everybody, I feel like I'm, a, I'm fading him until he gets to about the late second round. You know what? I'm talking myself out of it. Nick Chubb. No matter where he falls, unless it's something ridiculous that won't happen. Nick Chubb, no matter what, walking into 2022. You've just been Smitty Disapproved. You can get mad at me all you want. You can say that's an overreaction. I might be wrong, but what I do is avoid big risk when I smell big risk. And with this Brown situation, it's only getting worse. It's more, more negative, more bad decisions. Getting rid of Baker instead of fixing the relationship with Baker. It's absolutely stupidity. Like, it's more bad after more bad. I can't believe the Browns continue to screw this up. We've got a new YouTube member. The link pinned in the live chat. James. James is a man. James is a man. With the plan, drop some emojis, James. We're glad to have you in the YouTube exclusive family, pal. And we got some we got some unlock features that I got to look at on the, on the YouTube community. I think we got more badge levels and we got something else. I got to look into it. But you guys are we're getting so many of these $1.99 hauler a month YouTube memberships on top of the the 9991 which gives you the the video calls every single week. And more bonuses and, and extras to come with that plan, I might add. But we're getting so many of these new $199 haulers, a buck ninety-nine to support the channel. And you get the emojis and you get exclusive member-only chat access when I turn it on during the season. And uh, James is a, a proud member. We got Ron Navy. We got uh, Kayla in here. We got Swaggy Vamp. These are all of our exclusive members. They're all in green. Macho Taco, Mario, Slater, Overcome, Swaggy. We got the whole crew in here. We got the whole crew. Uh, Kenny Powers is in here. Ricky, um, Silver is a mod and has that access, of course. Um, Bruce, uh, Terry, 
We got the whole gang in here. We got the whole gang in here. There's probably more. I'm, I'm sorry if I didn't read off your name. And I think there's a super chat I may have missed. Overcome. Let's see. Overcome. I apologize. Ron Navy said Henry to the moon, by the way. He likes Henry. See, what I love about Ron is we disagree on a couple players. Ron, Ron and I have pretty much, uh, you know, we're lined up in terms of what we think. But Ron really likes Derrick Henry. I don't. And that's fine. Ron's respectful about it. I like the way Ron handles himself when it comes to Derrick Henry and topics that we disagree on. He, dude, dude brings it. Ron, Ron knows how to handle himself. Ron was in the Navy, if you don't, if you don't know. Appreciate you, Ron. Overcome says, have you seen or heard anything about Hunt to Atlanta? Um, n- not, not anything concrete, bro. There's a lot of rumors out there. There's a lot of people saying Hunt could get traded. Wouldn't shock me if, like, think about this from a logical perspective or an illogical perspective. We're going we're gonna to reverse engineer it because the Browns do illogical things. So how illogical can we get? Hey, let's get rid of our backup quarterback because our starter is going to be out for maybe a year or more. Let's get rid of our backup running back who might even be as good as our starter. And you Nick Chubb owners out there can get as mad as you want. Kareem Hunt is ultra talented. There was a point before Kareem Hunt's off the field issues took him out of out of the game for over a year. But when Kareem Hunt was playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, he was a top five overall player. So I don't want to hear that Kareem Hunt isn't as good as, as Nick Chubb because he is. He is. In fact, he's better than Nick Chubb in some ways. Nick Chubb may be a better pure runner. Kareem Hunt is a better all-around Swiss Army knife of a player that still can be a top 10 runner between the tackles if he got fed enough. Now, I don't know that Kareem Hunt has a lot of time left. I think maybe he's got the one year, maybe two years left of being able to drop that kind of production. But in 2022, 2022, I I think Kareem Hunt is crafty. I think he's one of the players to draft. It wouldn't surprise me if the dude absolutely... We got Seth Johnson dropping a a wad. Anybody dropping that $9.99 and above gets an attaboy standing ovation. No question about it. Um, Atlanta, I wouldn't be shocked at all, Overcome, if they sent their backup running back like they sent their backup quarterback to another team when they're facing a disaster of a season. Unbelievable, this Browns organization. I mean, you know they're, they're just throwing the towel in. No pun intended using the towel reference. <laughs> with this situation. Um, they're throwing the towel in. They're taking the towel off. They're throwing it in. And 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 it's like, at what cost though? I, I, I don't know how they're going to recover from this. What if they don't know the out... They If they don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson in 2022, 2023, how are you going to recover? How are you going to build? Who's going to want to come play for the Browns? There were people that said... Uh, who was it that said they wanted to play for the Browns? Like, I want to come play with the Browns. Who was that? I'm blanking out. Uh, Defensive player for the Browns. He wanted to come play with Deshaun Watson. He's like, I I want to go wherever Deshaun went. These players don't, they're focused on what they're, you gotta gotta understand, they're focused on what they're doing. They don't have the the big picture as to what's going on outside. They, They close a lot of that off. But you're literally following a man around that literally probably has a strong shot at not playing at all. In 2022 and may not play in 2023. Miles Garrett, thank you. Unbelievable. Smitty, Jocelyn, no bench league. Yes, Jocelyn, no bench league. Uh, Jocelyn, DM me on Instagram. 
Uh, and is that the same Jocelyn that has the highest super chat of the year? Jocelyn, are you the same Jocelyn? I don't know where that 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 went. It's off my screen now. Jocelyn has the highest super chat of the year. Uh, highest. I have to recreate that. Super chat of year. Jocelyn. It was three hundred dollars. Monster. Monster, Jocelyn. I think that's the same Jocelyn. Am I am I right? Okay, I'm gonna put that in the corner. Highest super chatter of the year. Staying up there, Jocelyn. Unbelievable. What are we talking about? Let's go to the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. We were talking about CMC last time. Dial in, ask your questions. I'll go to the, the voicemail groups and see if they got anything. Um, Jocelyn, remember to, to message me. You can text me if you're on the text line or, or uh, send me a DM. This one's from Joseph. Where's my... I think I got my, my AirPods in my pocket or something. I can't I can't hear the call. Hey, rookie, there we Tyler go. Batty. Hey, Smitty. What are your thoughts on the Ravens' backfield? We haven't heard any positive news about the return of J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards, but they signed Mike Davis, and they drafted a rookie, Tyler Batty, from Missouri, who was pretty productive. What are your thoughts on their backfield? Thanks. Batty is the only player I will touch. J.K. Dobbins will not be ready for week one, even if somehow he gets onto the field. J.K. Dobbins will not be healthy. He won't be healthy literally all season. Um, I don't care what anybody says. I, I said the same thing about Saquon Barkley. I said, I didn't just say, you know, be careful of Saquon. I said, don't draft Saquon Barkley. People are feeding you a bunch of horse crap saying he's going to be fine. We don't... But Smitty, we don't draft Saquon for Week One. You know, you know what I'm saying. Can I get a Can I get a confirmation on that? Do we all agree? Yeah, Smitty, we all agree. We don't draft Saquon Barkley for Week One. We draft him for the later weeks. Four weeks go by. Yeah, Smitty, Smitty we don't draft Saquon Barkley for weeks one through four. We draft him late. Six more weeks go by. Smitty, we don't draft Saquon Barkley for single digit weeks. We draft him for the double digit weeks, Smitty. It was clear as day. Clear as day. To avoid this guy, Saquon Barkley in 2022. I'm avoiding him in 2023 to a degree, but I still understand that he can be a potential like steal later on. But I, I'm certainly not going near him anywhere, anywhere at all near 3.1 or above. The second round Barkley stuff is out of control. Back on Dobbins, because I get sidetracked like a mofo. Dobbins is a complete avoid for me. He's in a running back by committee. He's coming back from an ACL tear. He's already been said to not be ready. And there, he's a little bit, not necessarily behind schedule, but he's just not ready yet. He's not ready yet. 
He's got a lot of work ahead of him to get to to 100%. He won't be ready in week one. He's going to get swelling every week. He's going to have to take days off. He's not going to be right. His knee, I've suffered an ACL tear. When, When you start going through any kind of abuse at all, let alone a running back in the NFL, a professional athlete, mind you, you get swelling right away. You get swelling right away. It's it's unbelievable. How do I get that 199? Axe, it's, it's pinned in the live chat. Click on the link that's pinned in the live chat. And once you join, we'll see your name come up and we'll just we'll start we'll just do a standing ovation, Axe. In fact, Axe, when you when you when I see your name come by, I'm gonna scream in the in the with the megaphone when we do the standing ovation. In fact, anybody that is a YouTube $1.99 or $9.99 subscriber today. I'm gonna scream moving forward with the with the megaphone. I think I was James James earlier. James, let me give James a proper attaboy so he doesn't feel left out. Attaboy, James. Yeah, buddy. I'm surprised. I have a feeling the batteries are gonna go out in this thing very soon. This thing is going on two years of no batteries having to be replaced. Well, um, where were we? Music. Batty. So, going nowhere near J.K. Dobbins. I love Batty, and I take Batty. Mike Davis, Gus the Bus. What about Gus the Bus, Manny? He's pretty good when he's on the field. Torn ACL, Bob. Are you not listening to a word I'm saying, Bob? I'm talking about J.K. Dobbins. And when I talk about J.K. Dobbins, I'm still talking about Gus the Bus as well. What I say about one, I'm saying about the other. Gus the Bus is no different. These guys are coming back from torn ACLs and they don't have a lot of time. It, they're just not going to be 100% healthy. They're not going to be close. Super Chat Battery Fund. Thank you, Vamp. Vamp is funding the batteries. I, Vamp always comes through. Like If, if I'm like... Anything. The Wi-Fi goes down. Vamp says, here's for the Wi-Fi fund. Batteries aren't even dead yet. And he's like, hey, you know, stock up. You know, get them in. I like that. I'm going to order them tonight. The Vamp, I'm going to order them on behalf of Vamp so that when they do, they do go down, I don't have to go a whole show without the megaphone. Plan ahead. Avoid risk. Don't draft JK. Don't go into a show without backup batteries. It's pretty simple. on fire today with these don't draft players. Look, I'm not trying to be an a-hole, okay? And I think Lincoln knows that. I'm not trying to be an a-hole. I'm not trying to get click clicks and I'm not trying to cause controversy. And literally I don't ha- I don't get a lot of negativity in the live chat when it comes to some of the we we get the occasional person that comes in, but it's always later, you know, when the video is already out there and somebody comes into the chat and says <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is gonna go. He's gonna be on fire. You're gonna be sorry, Smitty. You're gonna look like a complete fool. And when you're wrong about one thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let everybody know that you missed on something. And everyone's gonna know, and everybody's gonna leave and not watch you, Smitty, because you're gonna be wrong on something. So I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna wait on this one. I'll stay in the shadows, and I'm gonna get you later. Go ahead, J.K. Dobbins. I don't know. Um. Oh, we got we got a we got a we got a new member. Oh no, we don't have it. How do I get the peach bun? Okay, so Axe, you've been a member for eleven months. 
you said, how do I become a member? You've been a member for 11 months, broski. Let me see here. Let me put this on screen. Oh, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Axe wants to know how does he get the... He wants to know if he, how does he get the peach by his name. That isn't a peach. It's a, it's a, it's a headphone inside an orange circle. But what you aren't, I think, understanding, Axe, is that you have been a member for 11 months. Today is your anniversary, I believe, of your 11 months being a YouTube-exclusive member. You have a crown. There, Terry has a crown. I think I think uh, uh, Jose Perez has a crown. You guys that have over, I think, seven months of being a YouTube-exclusive member, you don't need the circle. You got the crown, bro. It goes up a level. That's to signify your, your loyalty. And how long you've been doing it. So I get what you're trying to say now. I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't. I misunderstood you. Uh, dial into the show, guys. We got the phone lines wide open. Hey, Smitty. Baker Mayfield Moonshot. Come on. Baker, Baker, letter maker. He's about to make them Panthers. Robbie Anderson and uh, DJ Moore. Great again. I'm sorry. You're not getting a moonshot. The Bruce, as much as I love you, pal. As much as you provide the show, I'm not giving out a, a, an improper moonshot. There's just no way. And Rockout dropping a super chat um, to fund the uh, the Mexican Coke reserve that Smitty's got in the kitchen. And, and uh, Rockout, uh, DM me on, ins- on Instagram as well. Rockout, because you are now in the No Bench League. And for that super chat, young man, which is above the 999... Appreciate that, Rock Out. Appreciate you. Appreciate Rock Out. Um, Next call. Hey, Smitty. I want a Baker Mayfield moonshot. Hey, Smitty. In my dinosaur of a local league, I'm trying to decide my last two keepers. I have DJ Moore, Judy, and Kyler Murray. It's standard scoring, not PPR. Uh, let's hit that one more time. Hey, Smitty, in my dinosaur of a local league, I'm trying to decide my last two keepers. What I do you guys think? DJ Moore, Judy, and Kyler Murray. It's standard scoring, not PPR. Um, I, I guess you have to ask yourself, what's the likelihood of drafting all these guys back? As much as I like Judy... I'd probably go with Kyler still. That's It's not like you're drafting a really early quarterback. Judy is falling to where Kyler's going anyway. And to make sure you have a legit quarterback that can score a ton of points, I kind of lean I kind of lean toward toward Kyler. And I'd probably say DJ Moore. But it's really, really close. And you could go with a, two wide receivers. But I, I'd love to know what everybody else says. Uh, K1 and DJ Moore says Swaggy. Take the wide receiver, says Robert. Some mixed opinions so far. Uh, Ron Navy says 11-day anniversary. Can you guys believe Ron Navy's only been here for 11 days? It feels like Ron Navy was born on the show. I feel like I, I delivered him. I, I, it's crazy that he's only 11 days old. It's insane. Kyler sucks, says Mr. Fox. <laughs> Chucky. Chucky. That's that's not even the right Kyler. You're looking up stats for another guy named Kyler spelled differently, and you might like what you see. So type that in and come back to us. 
Kyler, it's not PPR. Yeah, that's another reason why. You know, when it's not PPR. Blackbeard dropping a wad. Just right right there in front of our face. Rock out. Blackbeard, you guys are in the no bench league. Anybody that drops a nine ninety nine or above super chat gets in the no bench league. It's like the Cooper Cup League. Um, it's going to be awesome. And guess what The pro- one of the prizes is going to be? Yeah, buddies. Hold on. This is going to be the trophy. This is going to be the trophy. This is a The Fantasy Football Show sign with the new logo that you see right there. This will be signed if you want it. I won't sign it if you don't want it. I understand some people don't like that kind of stuff, but some people do, so I'm going to offer it. If you want it signed, I could write whatever you want. Take a lap, baked in boys. Whatever you want, I'll sign it. This is your trophy. This is your trophy. There's nothing on the back. You can put trucks on it if you want. You can skate it around. You can put it up on your wall. This is your trophy for the No Bench League. 99, 9.99 Super Chatters get into the No Bench League while supplies last. 96 people, 8 copies of every player in the player pool. One division. Everybody fighting for total points. The total point winner after week 17 will, will be the winner. We're contemplating it. We're contemplating making it just a best ball draft where there's no ad drops at all. Makes it a lot easier for everybody. It's fun doing the waiver stuff, I admit. Um, it just causes a lot of problems with 96 people. And then people, you don't, you won't believe how many times I warn people to pre-rank. And even I screwed up my pre-rank. I can't fix it. I had DM and email and DM and email and 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 letter and, and telegraph and uh, uh, you know, MySpace messages in my DM box, Facebook, you name it, ICQ. People were messaging me every way they could saying, Smitty, I messed up. Can I swap out my player? Smitty, I messed up. Can I swap out my player? Smitty, can I get my name changed? It was a lot. And I don't mind because I work for you. But to keep it a little simplistic, we may try and, and look at the idea of making it best ball. But for right now, eight copies of every player in the player pool... Eight copies. That means that 96 people, 96 picks in each round with no bench. It's going to be seven rounds. It'll go quick. We're going to start in week one. I'm sorry, August one. Do you want my address now? I'm winning the whole thing. You know, Ron, why don't you come on down with some trucks? When you show up, we'll put the trucks on it and you could skate home. Okay, Ron? And if anybody wins in Arizona, I'll I'll meet you. For uh, uh we'll we'll get some uh we'll get a slice of pizza, and a soda pop, and and I'll give you the board in person. Ron Navy is the man, Kayla. He's a monster. He's a monster. Okay, where were we? Blackbeard, Smitty, can I get in the no bench league? Blackbeard, DM me, uh, please. Appreciate that. Ron, 11 day anniversary. He's 11 years, eleven days old. Um, thank you, Rockout. Rockout, what was Rockout Super Chat? Um, R. Smith. For some reason, I always miss R. Smith's Super Chat, and I want to make sure I get it right here. R. Smith said, uh, I'm more of a Colombian Coca-Cola person. I, I've never even heard of Colombian Coca-Cola, bro. What, what goes in that? The, the, the old stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like the, the good old Coke. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? 
the the original Coca-Cola <laughs> with the yeah, the one that you can't pass a drug test with. I understand what you're saying. I get where you're going with that. Uh, I love the Mexican Cokes, man. The real sugar, they're fantastic. Absolutely love it. We got East Coast Taddy. And Blackbeard. East Coast Taddy and Blackbeard. Blackbeard, you deserve your own. Blackbeard to the moon as well. Ron Navy to the moon. You guys, East Coast Taddy to the moon. Why not? Where, Where are we at? Boom. Pepsi Generation. What's up, media? Media, I don't see you in here much anymore. Appreciate you coming by, buddy boy. Is Powell... What? What's that mean? What's that even mean, bro? Talk about the skateboard? What? Is it a Powell board? Is that what you're asking? It's been a while since I knew the names of any skateboards. I'm way too old for that trophy, says Fantasy Dog. My bones hurt looking at it. <laughs> it's okay, Fantasy Dog. There'll be more prizes. That's not the, the that's just the trophy. Like we're gonna have prizes to give away and such. I'll probably try and get a sponsor or two. I don't know if we'll get another fantasy ring or not. I'll I'll reach out to those guys. Uh but the fantasy ring is going to the the winner of the Cooper Cup League. This one is like a two three hundred dollar ring. It's got your name. See like mine says Smitty. It's gonna have the year in it. Uh, this looks and feels like a real Super Bowl ring. You literally could go to to the bars and go, yeah, I played, I played, yeah, I I was uh, I was a wide back, you know, back in the day. <laughs> I invented the position. It's heavy. It looks like it just you know flips over like that. It's got a box that will make your girl think you're proposing. Don't pull it out in front of your girl. Don't be like, look what Smitty got me. Oh my God! I yes, I no. Oh. It's not a ring. Then you'll sleep on the couch. That's all right. You can listen to this show while you're on the couch. No problem. Um, where were we at? Bob is car top five this year. Says Beecham. Um, East Coast Taddy, DM me on Instagram right now. East Coast. DM me on Instagram, my man. DM me on Instagram right now. I DM'd you on IG. Let's see, Avatar. Let's see what you said to me. Let's see what Avatar said. Uh, My biggest dynasty draft is in about two months. Would you be interested in streaming the first six to eight rounds or so and doing commentary? Ah, it depends, bro. I got so much going on with it. Um, But what you can do is send me like a, a screenshot of your team. And on a live show, we'll break down your team, if that's okay. Whoa. Whoa. I don't even know where that that sounds coming from. That sounds like coming from... Uh, Call back. Sorry, I missed it. I don't know if that was the live show on my phone. My phone's been acting crazy. It starts playing audio. It starts playing video and and stuff like that all the time. Call back. I missed your your call. Kenny, DM me, bro, says Dollar Bill. Uh, Bruce... That was you on the call with us. Dude, it does suck being in Florida. Seeing you do mock drafts at 3 a.m. says overcome. I'll do some earlier too, bro. Don't worry. We'll we'll start off at like midnight Eastern. Don't worry. Lunch table legend says, Smitty, I just picked. Hold on. I'll get to yours in a second. You're live on the fantasy football show. What can I do for you? Dude, rock out. 
Rock out. What's up? So the way you think it's actually going to happen with uh, Barkley, CMC, and Derrick Henry, like what's the best case scenario for them? Uh, Barkley, CMC, Derrick Henry, you said? Yeah. Um, I think uh, I, I think CMC plays really well for 10 games or less and something happens. I just don't trust him. Henry, I'm going to say not nine games or less. Less Barkley, I'm going to say misses time during the year but does finish a year but is not worth a second rounder, is borderline second round worth. Like, I think he earns what you pay in mid-third. Like, I think Barkley will earn mid-third, maybe high third. Like, that's your hope. Like, if he does that, I'm not going to feel stupid if he earns, you know, top 22 or 23 overall value like he could have win at the end of round two. I'm using a lot of the risk to avoid what could happen, and then if he does it, who cares? The guy I'm taking in place of Barkley in round two is going to do what everyone's expecting Barkley to do as well. So I've got no, I've got no worries, you know. Um, but I don't know, bro. I don't know. I I just think that they're all three guys I don't have a lot of confidence in. I think I got like the most trust in. CMC since it wasn't like like a serious injury, but he's been hurt the last couple of years. But um, I would, but my worst case scenario would be probably on the Barkley side. Yeah, maybe we'll see, man. I mean, they're all three guys I don't love to draft. Yeah, I want Bar. I want. I want Henry in one league. I, I admit that all the time. It's no secret. I want Henry in one league in case I'm wrong. And there's a chance I'm wrong. But it's a it's a really it's a really bad odd to play. Like I think he's a tw- I'd give him a twenty percent chance at best that he can play at twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine carries a game for even remotely close to a full season, coming off of the back of what he's already done in a very tight window. Like, almost a 1,000 carries in, like, two and a half years, bro. Almost a 1,000 carries in two and a half years. Rockout, does that even make sense? Do people even understand that workload and what that looks like? That is insane. I'll pull it up right here and screenshot it. It is That's unheard of. Uh, Kenwar has become a YouTube... Exclusive member. Let's give the man. Appreciate you, Ken War. Ron Navy dropping another super rock out. I'm sorry. Uh, Henry will miss uh, week six. That's it. Ron Ron's a big Henry supporter. I don't blame anybody for loving Henry, though. Like, let's be honest. Like, he's yeah. so exciting to watch run the football. But but I fear like at some point Terrell Davis even said like when he when he was in the middle of running like a monster and having an unbelievable game, he knew he was done in the middle of the game. And he he even went on to have a phenomenal, you know, rest of the of the game. Like the second half he was really good. It's not like he struggled and he's like, Man, I can't do it anymore. He said while in the middle of performing amazingly he knew he was done. Like, he just knew his body couldn't... He wouldn't recover the next week in time. What he was asking it to do that game was above and beyond what it was capable of doing game in and game out anymore. And I think Derrick Henry, at some point, 
during this upcoming season. And it might be week 10, might be week 14. I mean, who knows? That's why I want one share of Derrick Henry. But we are going to get to a point during the season where Derrick Henry's near 1,000 carries in two and a half years is going to add up and become brutal for him. You know, it's 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 a boatload. So he had 219 plus... Oh, hold on. Counting error. 303 pl- plus... Ron Navy dropping another super chat. Thank you, Ron. Uh, 303 plus 378 plus 219. 900 carry. And if you include the playoffs, it's like 900 and I believe like 925, 930 carries, I think, if you include the playoffs. He had 930 carries rock out in two and a half seasons. I don't think people understand the impact of that. I don't think people get how high that is compared to another player. Like when you look at like a Zeke Elliott, who Zeke Elliott's got more mileage carry wise than any player in the NFL. And and he's at about 1700 on his career. So if, 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 if you're talking about 1700 carries on Zeke's long career being unbelievable and higher than any other player that's relevant in fantasy football. No one comes close to Zeke Elliott's 1,700 carries. And and this man, Derrick Henry, if you look at 2021, 2022, and 2020, and 20, I'm sorry, 2021, 2020, and 2019, uh, his carry total, 303, 378, which was really in the 400s if you include the playoffs, and 219. He's over 900 regular season carries in literally two and a half years, in 2021, he only played eight games. That is unbelievable. That is so much, man. At his size, hitting the ground. At his size, taking leg shots. Because rock out, I promise you, he has a higher risk of a knee injury or a lower body issue from a hit or getting hit in the side of the leg than any other player in the NFL at the running back position. There is no running back that has more of a risk of suffering a lower body injury from a helmet or somebody going for his legs than Derrick Henry because who wants to tackle Derrick Henry from the waist up? Nobody. It, 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 and that's where he's going to... That's one, that's one you know red flag. But the second red flag and the most important one would be the mileage. The third red flag is the 2,000-yard season curse that you just... It, it's something to do with the abuse the body takes when it rushes for that many yards and you have that much mileage in one season, there's only, and it's not a lot of data because there's only eight running backs that have rushed for 2000 yards. But when you rush for 2000 yards, you have half of the workload the next year or less. Derrick Henry's workload got cut in half and people will say, Oh, but Smitty, he got hurt. That's the point. You run for 2000 yards a majority of the reason why your workload's cut in half the next year is because you get hurt. Your body breaks down. And of that, you get people that say, yeah, yeah, but I think he bounces back. Nobody bounces back. Once they fall off the cliff after a 2,000-yard season or the 371-carry curse, which he clearly just you know exploded over when he had 400 carries in one season, and he broke the next year, the 400-carry curse... He broke based on 2,000 yards and 400 carries, and he broke. There's been no one, and he could be the outlier that has bounced back after. Like, to come back after that, I know he looks good running up a grassy hill. 
I know that looks really, really intriguing. I know it looks good with weights around his neck while he's doing push-ups on rubber bands and floating in the air. I get all that looks really good. But Derrick Henry also did that last season. He did that walk. There was a lot of footage of him doing all those amazing things in the offseason. He still broke. And you can say it's a freak injury. You've got people that say, oh, I saw this or I heard this or this guy broke it down and said that it was a complete freak injury. Is it a freak injury? Breaking a bone, having your having those issues after you have the mileage you have, it's you're more susceptible to it. Like, I understand he stepped wrong and they're gonna, people are going to say his foot rolled and broke. But he has a plate in his foot now. And, and people say that about Barkley, too. Oh, you can't have predicted that's a freak injury when he rolled his ankle. Part of it is his style of play. Part of it is the reason why Kittle and Gronk and Jordan Reed and other players in the past have always been very injury prone because they play at 100 miles an hour and they step on all crazy kind of things. Henry injury was a freak accident, says Swaggy. I hear that all the time and I a thousand percent disagree. It's, 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 it's breaking down and he's going to have those freak accidents more often and that's what McCaffrey's going through. What about McCaffrey's freak accidents? It's mileage. You can't run away from mileage or father time. Those are the two things you can't run away from. You rack up a certain amount of miles. There is an odds game percentage you're playing every time you expect a player to beat out every other player that has not beat those odds. When you run for 400 carries, you break. You don't ever return to a full season you may come back and try and get hurt again there just aren't those kind of running backs anymore no one's like Frank Gore anymore no one's like Emmett Smith anymore Zeke Elliott's kind of the last running back from that generation that's done it for a very very long time and there's a reason for that there's explanations for that I've had NFL players come on and talk about it where we had we had uh, Eric Davis come on former Niner uh, defensive player come on for the Niners and talk about and I asked him and this is the same explanation I have is when you when you what what explains it physically like what tangible reason do we have that running backs now die at 26 27 instead of 30 and his answer was the same answer I've been giving off speculation and it was nice to hear him confirm it but it's the the game's faster the game's stronger yeah, some linebackers are actually smaller, but they hit harder. The impacts are different. Players are are training at a younger age. So if you step back big picture-wise and look at the entire thing from above and you see that the high school players are hitting harder, you look back more, the Pop Warner kids are hitting harder, that impact over the course of a running back's lifetime is... It adds up differently than you expect when he gets to the NFL. Derrick Henry's high school numbers are out of this world, bro. They are so crazy. Wow, his, mileage. his mileage in high school was unbelievable. Let me pull this up. Derrick Henry high school stats. This is unbelievable. And you're going to look at it and maybe want to draft him even more. So this could this could do the reverse of what I'm trying to accomplish here. And getting you guys to to be cautious with them. I'm not trying to change anybody's gut instinct or if they want. This is Derrick Henry's high school senior season. This is not. These are not career. These are not like year stats or anything. This is his senior season. Three thirty six and three TDs. Two forty two and four TDs. Three oh three five TDs. Five ten and six TDs. I'm not even skipping a game. 
362 and 6, 201 and 3, 215 and 3, 455 and 5, 242 and 3, 404 and 6, 485 and 6. He had a bad game in this this game here. 189 and 1. He must have he must have took the game off. 317 and 4. That is the most unbelievable set of numbers. Oh. For a running back in high school, I have ever seen. But look at the mileage, bro. Look at the mileage. I know he he probably went untouched in a lot of those carries, but you can't tell me the wear and tear wasn't vigorous on this man. 462 attempts in his senior season. In his senior season. Then he goes into college and has one of the highest, I think it's the top five running back seasons for the amount of carries in one individual season. I believe it was top five. His mileage is his mileage is pretty lengthy, and and so all I'm saying is, tread lightly. Um, we talk about this a lot, so I'm going to stop talking about it. Uh, what else you got, Rock Out? Um, and by the way, I'm I was already in the no bench league. You what? I was already in the no bench league. Oh, okay. Appreciate you. What else you got? But um, but yeah. That's all I got for right now. Okay. Rock out. Appreciate you, you man. I uh, appreciate you here. I appreciate you on the forum. I appreciate you everywhere. Yep. Later. Yep. All right. Dial in if you got any more. Let's go to the voicemails. Yeah. I'm going to, I've said my piece. I, I, you know, you like. Hey, Avatar, I'm messaging you back. Okay, Avatar, check your message. That sounds good to me. If you want to do that, let's roll with it. Um, where were we at? Let's see here. Voicemail group number two. You guys didn't drop any voicemails today. Voicemail group number one. Um, we're going to go ahead and get to these. Joseph. We got. Oh, we got Joseph. Uh, Kenny. Hey, Smitty, there was a massive trade that just went down in the Drake League. I was wondering if you could break it down for us. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? What's going on, Smitty? It's Ryan. How you doing? What's up, Ryan? Ryan who? Nothing much. We uh, we talking we talking Dobbins or what? Uh, Ryan who? We have a lot of Ryans. Kilpatrick. Oh, what's up, man? Um... Much. What do you want to? What do you want to talk? Um, so my, yeah, I want to talk about Dobbins really quick. I mean, I've been drafting a whole bunch of different leagues. Just got the fantasy itch. Um, but since we're going to talk about Dobbins, one of my leagues that I kind of take more seriously, I ended up grabbing. I had the first pick overall, so of course I took Taylor. Um, going into the fifth round, he kind of fell to me. Um, so I grabbed Dobbins, and then it's such a like a large bench league that I ended up grabbing Gus Edwards later in the drafts just to try and solidify it. But it's like one of those picks where I'm like scratching my head after. So I was wondering, like, you know, who can I try to package them for um, if I'm going to try and move them? Uh, give me the two players that you're trying to move together or separate. Uh, Dob- Dobbins, Gus and, the Bus, and Gus the Bus. Um, yes, sir. Kenneth Walker, uh, there's no way you're getting Brees Hall straight up, but you could add a first rounder to that and try and get Brees Hall. 
he's very, very undervalued. DK Metcalf, people, especially with, with Baker being now solidified not to go to Seattle, people are going to be a little bit down on DK. Waddle, people are down on. Um, I'm targeting all those fourth-round players that I love. Uh, upgrade into an elite quarterback. Who's your quarterback? I got uh, Patty Mahomes. Okay, so you can't upgrade there. Um, I would say, let me look at my rankings and give you a couple names. I think I gave you a list of the guys I pretty much target for the most part. But, but yeah, aside from... So I'd like... Go ahead. ETN. Oh, like ETN. ETN. I've tried for like Brees, Brees Hall, all of them. You know, I can't get a trade for that. Walker, um, ETN, DK, Jalen Waddle, McLaurin. Um, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to like, I mean, honestly, even Elijah Mitchell. You know, that would be a pretty decent move. Alvin Kamara. Because he's out six to eight games. I don't expect J.K. Dobbins to be ready for week one. There's a weird kind of trade you can maybe look to do. Um, that's kind of where my mind would go, bro. Okay, I appreciate this. Man. Yeah. It's weird trading for Kamara because like, you, you want to avoid him. But then once somebody already has him and they start panicking, it's not a bad move to go get him. <laughs> you know? Especially if you're using a guy that I don't trust anyway for weeks you know, one through six. Like... Hopkins is out six weeks. You know, I I feel like he's a decent guy to get in redraft if you had already had JK or something like that. But this is a dynasty. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, go after Kenny Walker too. Try Kenny Walker. All right, I appreciate it. All right, man. Yeah, thank you. Call in any time, bro. Uh, Michael K. CPA dropping a wad. Michael K. Appreciate you, buddy boy. Give you an attaboy. And we do have a link pinned in the live chat. If anybody wants to become a a YouTube exclusive member, click on the link pinned in the live chat and you'll also get an attaboy. And you'll also get a megaphone. Thank you for me, Smitty. Appreciate you. Michael K says, uh, great fantasy community. Michael K, uh, please DM me to get in. Or I I mean, yeah, DM me and I'll put you in the, the no bench league, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate everything you do. Michael KCPA was the top super chatter of the year. Currently, it is Jocelyn. Right. Oh. Right there. Jocelyn. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, somebody? It's Umberger again. Umberger, what's up, buddy? How much, man? Uh, I was gonna say, uh, where did you get your uh, text-to-voice uh, sounds from? Bro, I got my secret. I can't reveal my secrets. Okay, I don't know the secrets. Yeah, these these sounds are, yeah, cool. industry. And I was gonna say, uh, Hunter Henry. What do you think about him this year? You think he'd be a top five uh, tight end? Hunter no. Henry? No. He had a good year last year. Yeah. No. I mean, the, the tight end pool is deep, bro. Like we're talk, we're talking about. We're talking about, let me name guys that I like way over Hunter Henry. So, Kelsey Andrews, Pitts, obviously. Dalton Schultz is my secret weapon. He could be number two, number three overall. I love Dalton Schultz. Waller is a steal late round five, early round six. He's a steal there. George Kittle is a steal in late round five, early round six. 
Dawson Knox, the seventh tight end I've named already, is an absolute monster in sometimes 11 or 12th round. You've got Fryer Muth in 10, 11, 12. That's nine tight ends right there. Goddard is my 10th tight end. At that point, it's like you better have one of those or you've really continued to miss and punt and get sniped through all those tight end options. I, I think for me... And this is why, and and I'm not saying that Hunter Henry can't do well, but he's an injury risk, um, just not not consistent. Uh, he's always hurt. He's always hurt. I know he can have good moments, but when you look at that and you see that kind of information and that data, and you try and drag it into the next year, he ends up burning you. So I'm staying clear, and and I'm gonna grab one of those monsters that I just named. Those are ten really good tight ends, man. 10 really good. Like last year, people were worried about the position. This year, it's 10 deep. And then even after that, you got Gesicki, you got Komet, you got Irv Smith. People love this Irv Smith guy. You got Zach Ertz, you got Noah Fant, you got Albert O. Uh, it's deep, man. Like I, I don't think he, even Robert Tunyon, um, I think once you get there, then I think you could talk Hunter Henry, but that's like 15 deep. You know what I mean? But that's my opinion. Bro, you could be the number four tight end, number five tight end in Umberger. You're going to look like a genius. No, I just seen Mac Jones' uh, videotape. He's looking jacked up. He might be in for a big year. Could be. He could be. Um, The Bruce, appreciate you. All right, right, Smitty, man. Good talking again. Talk to you later. Yeah, you got anything else? Um, We'll call back if you do. Okay, bye. All right, bye. That was Umberger. Appreciate Umberger dialing in. Uh, The Bruce says, or the Terry says, Smitty, the Bruce gets two video calls. You see it? Um, No, I don't. What did the Bruce do? What did the Bruce do? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty, what's up? This is Draper. Draper? What's up, Don? Yeah. Hey, I got a, got a quick question for you. You think uh, today's uh, Baker trade impacts the whole situation in San Francisco with Jimmy G probably staying put now? I feel like the only team left that is potentially quarterback needy is going to be Seattle, right? But they're obviously not going to trade with the division rival. So got to feel like Jimmy G is going to stay put and that kind of makes me a little nervous about Trey right going into the season maybe taking him where his ADP is just not knowing maybe if they're going to have a short leash with him if he starts to you know not perform as well and I was just I was hoping that Trey would you know be the guy all year long and he still very well might be but I play in the super flex league so that's why I was like oh maybe I can you know be a home run in the later round and grab Trey but now I'm not so sure what do you think? I'm not worried at all, bro. I'm not worried one single bit. Let me tell you why. Um, my initial reaction when they kept Jimmy G was one of of, of disgust and and why is uh, why is Shanahan botching this yet again? He didn't start him all year. I wanted Trey to start. I wanted Trey to start Week 17 on when he beat the Houston Texans and looked like an absolute you know up and coming monster. Like I understand he struggled in the first half, not as bad as people made out, but dude, dude brought it. And I think the Niners would have advanced one more game, at least, if if they they would have won that game, if they had Trey in there. Even if they put Trey in at the in the fourth quarter, they would have won the game because 
Shanahan and the Niners live have lived in McVay's head. And if if Shanahan would would have thrown the kitchen sink at him, because the only thing McVay McVay was telegraphing it. The only thing McVay could do was let Jimmy G win the game. So we're gonna shut down the run, let Jimmy G win the game. And Shanahan let him play that. They didn't switch it up. They didn't try and combat that. Putting in Trey would have been throwing the kitchen sink at him. McVay wouldn't have known what to do. Calling a timeout on fourth down, looking like he was going to maybe put Trey in and maybe maybe run the ball, didn't do it. He ended up actually punting it. That was that that was disappointing. So I will start off by saying I was disgusted with how Trey wasn't unleashed. Jimmy G's not a good quarterback. Jimmy G's not a winner anymore. The team carried him, carried him. If Trey was in there, they would have done more. They would have done better. Trey wouldn't have made even as many mistakes as him. Jimmy G was making mistake after mistake. He had over like 20 turnovers the whole year. It was, it was, it was disgusting. And, and so I thought to myself, okay, you know, once Trey, once Jimmy G was kept on roster, and we and Raj and I on the Niner show that we do on Instagram, we told everybody, Jimmy G's staying on the roster. And these delusional outlooks of that, oh, we're going to be able to trade Jimmy G. You just wait. He's not going to stay on the roster all year. Do you, know, do you know how many Twitter spaces Raj and I went in and got blasted when we said in like May, Jimmy G's going to be on the roster all year. No, there's just no way. It can't happen. They can't. Everybody wanted him off the roster. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. In a nutshell, is it better to have Jimmy G on the roster theory, like in theory than to not? Yes, because it's kind of like Baker Mayfield. You got a very toxic situation potentially with Baker, but it was still smarter to have Baker on the roster than not. The problem with this is that you're right. Shanahan's got this tendency to like, he loves Jimmy G. But the the thing that's going to save everybody's, uh, you know, uh, disgust or whatever moving forward is that he is tied to Trey Lance. This man, Shanahan and John Lynch, they tied their entire future to Trey Lance. The moment Trey Lance is starting, the, the clock starts. If it backfires in the middle of his first year, let's say they bench him or he gets hurt, and then when he's ready to come back, they keep Jimmy in the lineup or something like that. He will be gone if they don't advance further than they did last year. There'll be a strong shot. At least he'd be on the major hot seat walking into one more season, but not one more season with Jimmy G starting. There's no way. There's no. He is completely tied to Trey Lance moving forward. Trey Lance's success will determine whether Shanahan eventually gets ousted out of San Francisco. And that might sound crazy to a Niner fan right now. There's no way Shanahan's leaving your credit. Look, Doug Peterson was in a Super Bowl, bro, and was ousted very quickly out of Philly. It happens all the time. So it could definitely happen. Trey Lance is going to ball. I have no doubt. It doesn't... If I'm worried about Jimmy G stealing Trey Lance's job, then Trey Lance isn't the guy, bro. If Trey Lance can't fend off uh, always injured, very bad throwing, can only throw 12 yards down the field, if he can't fend off Jimmy G, then he's not the guy I believe him to be, bro. I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all. Trey's going to absolute ball. Trey's going to look phenomenal. And people worrying about this, uh, we worried about it enough. It was stupid for them to keep him. They should have moved on. It, it was 
probably not that big of a deal in the end of at the end of the day in terms of how it affected Trey Lance's development. Oh, they're not letting go of Jimmy. That hurts my confidence. Trey didn't care. Trey's been leading. Jimmy hasn't even been there. Jimmy's not even throwing with the team. You know, like like he's coming back right now, and and there's just no way. There's no way. Jimmy G's not starting. People need to let this go. There's no shot. There is no shot Jimmy G starts week one unless Trey gets hurt in the preseason and can't play in week one. There's no no shot. Trey's already leading the press conferences, talking on behalf of the team. There's absolutely zero shot that Jimmy G could possibly start week one. Your only legitimate argument could be if Jimmy got in there through injury, would he stay in or something because they were winning with him in there. But even then, Shanahan would be potentially gone if if and when, not if, let's say when, when Jimmy shotted the bed, bro, and completely took a log, big, massive, 12-foot-long subway, long crap in the bed, which he would eventually. <laughs> Everybody would come for Shanahan's neck. Everybody would call for Shanahan to be fired. The fan base would turn on him. If he literally refused to put Trey back into the lineup and Jimmy did what Jimmy does, which is drop the ball and screw it up at the end, it would be over for, for Shanahan. He knows he's tied to Trey. It's Trey season. He's going to ball. Don't even think twice about it. Don't. It's an afterthought. So what do you think about his ADP? Do you think that doesn't even... I don't care. Yeah, I don't... Jimmy is... Look, Jimmy was not leaving the team. No one wants Jimmy, bro. Nobody, Don. Nobody wants Jimmy. Everyone thinking no, that, that people want to trade for him. At, nobody wants him. He's not a starting court. He's a he's a bottom maybe 27 to 32 quarterback, if I'm being generous. no, And he's injury prone. He had two injuries last year. One, he didn't even have surgery. He, he tried to rehab it, but he played on it. He, had, he needed surgery when it happened, and then he played on it. Does anybody think that's not coming up later? Not to mention, no one wants to trade for him and then pay over $20 million. And the Niners aren't going to, they're not going to absorb any of that contract. That's not how the Niners work and operate. Not to mention, if the Niners were to say, hey, we'll absorb $10 million, do you know why that can't happen? Because if they released Jimmy uh, like weeks ago, they would have lost only $5 million. Five to seven million, which they would have got back the next year had a team picked him up. So you can't absorb the money because it's cheaper to release him. Now, if you could say, well, okay, what if they absorb 10 million instead of losing five to seven and then getting it back the next year as soon as a team picks him up? We get draft capital, right? Draft capital is not worth that kind of swap. The kind of draft capital you're getting is not worth paying $10 million. There's there was no shot he was getting traded. Nobody's trading for Jimmy G. No one wants him at 20 plus million a year. If he was free, if he got cut, Ron or Don, sorry, Don, if he got cut, Don, you would see a team pick him up. I'm not saying that wouldn't happen, but no one wants Jimmy G at 25, 27 million a year. Nobody, except for Shanahan. Oh yeah, I, no, I totally, no, yeah, I totally agree with that. And yeah, it wasn't more about. Me being concerned about oh, right. Jimmy G I'm sorry. starting week one, like that's yeah. I, I didn't see that at all. I was just wondering, like down the road, hypothetically, right? Like if Trey maybe isn't falling the way that people expect him to, to the Shanahan moment. would pull a Shanahan move and be like, "Oh, I'm going with Jimmy because of his love for Jimmy." And he, so, so that's that's what it, I was talking if about. If he does, I mean, like because of the Baker trade, if he does, he's done. 
Shanahan's done because Jimmy won't he won't close out the season properly and and Shanahan will be done. Shanahan will be done because he didn't give Trey a full season to do it. You can't you can't yank a player in his first year even if Trey does struggle, which I'm telling you right now, Don, sophomore quarterbacks, I don't care if he played less than 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 Herbert played or less than Burrow played. Mahomes didn't play at all and walked into his sophomore season and blew up. Sophomore quarterbacks, that's when you see what a quarterback can do. That is not just a little shot or tiny window of what they're capable of. That's when they unleash. It doesn't matter if he played a small limited number of games. He got playoff and mental playoff experience that other quarterbacks like Burrow and Herbert didn't get in their rookie years. So I don't want to hear it. Trey Lance is, is set up to explode. There is no way, in my opinion, this is going to go badly unless he just gets hurt or something like that because he can run the ball. I don't care if it was smaller competition in college. Trey Lance ran the ball for 14 touchdowns and he had zero interceptions in college. He had over 40 touchdowns combined, 14 rushing and zero INTs. Every week, in this, in this town and at the dinner table in Trey Lance's home, they're like, don't talk about interceptions. And his mom would be like, you did, you Trey, you didn't throw another interception, son. And they'd be like, mom, stop talking about it. Literally, it was the biggest <laughs> deal when it happened. The dude didn't throw an interception. When you tuck and run and score 14 touchdowns and have zero INTs and total over 40 total touchdowns it says something about your innate instinct to tuck and run and make good decisions when your back is against the wall trey lance has the weaponry that nobody else has you could say top five easy weapons in the nfl kittle iuke debo mitchell ty davis price you've got a a, a, a just a, a danny gray even you've got so much weaponry and an ability to tuck and run that's innate you can't teach it. And not to mention, while Trey Lance tucks and runs, you know what he does differently than any other quarterback that I've analyzed and looked at over the last decade? What he does better when he's tucking and running, Don? He tucks and runs, and he what looks he for do? the open wide receiver while he's running. A lot of quarterbacks, they'll tuck and run. They'll kind of look around. But you'll notice that when quarterbacks are scrambling when they're running, some of them are looking to pass first the entire time they're scrambling, and some of them might look one or two places and take off. He's literally trying not to run. And when you have that many weapons on the field, crossing, cutting back, and you have you have Trey Lance mobile, breaking off to the corner, uh, and, and basically seeing Ayuk or Debo or Kittle cut back, Danny Gray being wide open, because he's going to be called wide open Danny. I'm, I'm coining it now. Trey Lance is going to be impossible to stop, and I think it's going to it's going to confuse a lot of people. It's going to confuse a lot of people. Are we, is Shanahan going to be calling the plays, or is it going to be Anthony Lynn? That's what also kind of concerns me too, because you know Trey has the ability, like Bro. you said, to take it and tuck it and run or whatever. Bro, Anthony I'm Lynn. Third by Anthony Lynn. Too. No, Anthony Lynn had his play calling duties ripped from him by midseason last year. Anthony Lynn isn't going to even get an iPad or a computer. Anthony Lynn's got to ask permission to go to the bathroom, bro. There's no way he's calling plays. <laughs> Shanahan is a stubborn man that won't relinquish that kind of responsibility. And Anthony Lynn 
is is honestly not this great signing that everybody thinks in San Francisco just because he's a Niner. I appreciate the support. I really like the way Niner fans support their guys no matter what. But Anthony Lynn is nothing special. If maybe he's got some skills that Shanahan, what Shanahan does do personnel-wise with players, he's not he's not good with vaulting quarterbacks up and making decisions. Passed on Tom Brady, called him marginally better than Jimmy G. Then you know Watson ended up being a good pass probably, but Mahomes, Watson calling uh, Kirk Cousins the best quarterback, like he thinks Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the NFL. Shanahan's got some problems with identifying and and calling up quarterback talent and figuring that out what he's really good at doing is building up a coaching tree and if he sees something in Anthony Lynn that can help this team and he can isolate Anthony Lynn's good skills and make him do that and compartmentalize it and not give him any responsibility to call plays not give him any responsibility to decide big decisions outside of his purview he might do well I'm not saying Anthony Lynn can't do well with what he's assigned to do but make no mistake about it bro Shanahan's not giving anybody the keys to that kind of responsibility, especially a brand new player. It's not going to happen. A brand new coach. It's not going to happen. Shanahan, I don't think Anthony Lynn will hold back the Niners. Um, I think, you know, at at best or at worst, he's going to be in the way a little and then he gets nudged aside like he did in Detroit. He was literally nudged aside. Give me the play calling duties. You're no longer responsible for them. Anthony Lynn assessing talent is not always the best either when he called DeAndre Swift his B back and he said that Jamal Williams was his A back and he practiced and preached that for a half a season so Anthony Lynn forget about it he's not a he's not a threat of any kind to 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 derail anything because Shanahan's not gonna allow it bro he's not gonna even give him an iPad Anthony Lynn used to hate on Eckler too. I remember that. Yeah, getting all the work he should have been getting. He's he's trash. He's not. He's not. And and I I hear Niner Niner shows. They're like, Anthony Lynn. I I forget what Niner show it was, but I was watching it. It was like Anthony Lynn may not be there in 2023. And the the host was like, Why? What do you mean? He's like, Because he's gonna be ripped from the Niners to be a head coach. I'm just like, what? What are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? Where's my take a lap button? And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not on my show. I can't press it. But guess what? I can press it now. But good God, man. All right, man, you got anything else? Do you think Trey Lance, I was going to say, do you think Trey Lance, I mean, because I see Eli Mitchell going like in the fourth round. Maybe if you're lucky, he's falling to the fifth. Doubt it, though. So do you think the Trey Lance's ability to actually tuck it and run with it is going to impact whatever goal line touches Eli might have gotten? And maybe he shouldn't be taking that high? Maybe he should, he should wait and hope that maybe he falls? No, because... Instead of trying to reach for him with like a fourth round? They're going to run over 35 times a game, man. Um, Will he vulture some of Mitchell's goal line touches? Yeah, definitely could happen. Um, But Mitchell will get... He'll get a little bit more yards per carry. He'll be more efficient. Um, I think he's still going to run in enough touchdowns to be worth 5.12 value. Like if Mitchell weren't going to get vultured touchdowns and if M- Mitchell were guaranteed to start every game and if Mitchell were uh, like he's on he's on one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL. Mitchell played like a low end running back one last year, bro. And he's going at 5.12 to 6.5. To me, that's baking in every single bit of what we're talking about here. That is him being held back. That is him missing massive amounts of games. That is him relinquishing starts to Ty Davis Price. If 
he was guaranteed to play 17 games, you would see Mitchell going a lot higher than 5.12 to 6.4. You know, and you can cuff him. And even though the Niners rotate, when they rotate, they usually hammer, you know, down with one running back during that time frame. So if they switch over to, let's say, Sermon, which people will laugh at, but Trey Sermon's looking pretty good and he might have the, the number two role locked down for now. Ty Davis Price could take it from him very easily. I like Ty Davis Price. You almost got to cuff all three. And maybe if you're in a small bench type of league, you can't do that. So don't don't go down that route. But I do believe that if you draft all three, you have a guaranteed low-end running back one. You know, it's one of the most overlooked running back two strategies in fantasy football right now. You get Mitchell at 6.1 as your sixth player drafted. You draft Sermon and Ty Davis pricing. You let people make fun of you because you're rostering three players from one team to fill one position. But guess what you're doing with that? You're locking down one position that you no longer need to even worry about. Therefore, you might even be able to hold one less running back because you're not trying to like make sure you got enough depth. You literally have secured a top, a low-end, very, very worst-case scenario, low-end running back one with Mitchell, Sermon, and Ty Davis-Price. Laugh at it all you want. I, I could care less when I do an unorthodox strategy and people say, that's stupid. You don't take three-quarter... Like, we in, in our expert leagues that we do in the throne draft, I always get made fun of because I have three quarterbacks. You don't take three quarterbacks? Who says I don't take three... I'll take three quarterbacks if I want to take three quarterbacks. I'll take all three of the Niner backfield and put them on my bench if I want to. That's what I do. I don't care what anybody else says. If it feels good to me, I'm going to do it. And owning all three of the Niner running backs is safe as can be for your running back too. Plain and simple. Awesome. Right on, Smitty. You always come through. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Don. Call in any time. I felt like I was yelling at you, but we were agreeing. Okay, later, Don. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's right Don knows, Don knows I wasn't yelling at him um, anyway uh, Foles look good all in his starts for the Bears last year through the game winning pass to see oh, I don't know what you guys are arguing about over here alright I'm going to close the uh, phone lines appreciate everybody that dialed in to the phone line action we will close that bad boy we'll get over to the voicemails and finish those up it's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. Okay, let's go to... Thank you, Michael KCPA, for that. Uh, voicemail 2 didn't leave any, any voicemails today. That's pretty crazy. Voicemail Graveyard voicemail group didn't leave me any voicemails. Um, voicemail group number one did, and this is uh, Silver Rapture. Hey, what's up? It's Silver. Am I the only one that was rooting on Baker to go to the Seahawks? Maybe give DK a little spark with that deep ball down the sideline. I mean, this is kind of depressing to me, honestly. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Baker. Uh, oh man, yeah, I I agree with you, bro. I'm I'm totally uh, I'm totally bummed about it because I I really wanted I wanted it for. Kenny Walker as well. You know what I'm saying? I wanted it for Kenny Walker. I wanted it all around. Danny. Hey, Smitty. It's your boy, Daniel. Hope everything's going well on this beautiful home day. My question is not really a question, more a statement about Baker. And I feel like he's been getting a lot of hate, you know, 
Two years ago, he led the Browns to the playoffs. And last year, he plays hurt. And they turn around and kind of just, like, kick him out the door. I'm not saying he's Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, but I feel like he deserves a little more respect. And I feel like he's a massive upgrade to Sam Darnold. Just give me your thoughts on what you think he's going to do. I know you're not too high on him, but that's just my take, man. Let me know. Yeah, um, and, and I agree with Silver too on the whole Baker thing. Baker, I was Baker or Silver. You saw me doing Baker Mayfield to Seattle uh, videos all the time. I was talking about it almost every day. So of course I'm I'm with you on that. Um, and, and again, I I would say I'd preface, hey, Baker's no like league winner. He's no playoff bound quarterback. It, it's just a matter of like he's been efficient enough for Nick Chubb to look good. He's been efficient enough to move the football into the red zone. He was hurt all last year, so it's easy to kind of like really be critical of him when you kind of try and think back, okay, what about the year prior? He did okay. He's got potential. I think Baker's okay. He's a massive upgrade. Yes, massive upgrade over Darnold. This is why DJ Moore goes from being used at a capacity that allows him to... to 101 likes, says Terry. Terry's happy. Guys, punch the thumbs up if you haven't, but we've got 101 likes already on the show today, so appreciate you guys whenever we cross that, that century mark. We've got over 100 people in here. We've got over 100 people here the whole show. I have a feeling when we get into August, we're going to be in the twos and three, 300 range. Um, so the show is just picking up steam. It's special. You guys are special. Moonshot to the community. To the moon. Absolutely love what I'm seeing here out of you guys every single day. Um I don't know what we're talking about. Stay away from Godwin. Absolutely, Stephen. Stay away from Godwin. Don't go near Godwin. I can't believe some people are, are are drafting Godwin as high as they are. Silver? Silver Rapture. I'm in there, big dog. You know I'm in there. There's two big dogs standing side by side. That's a Rottweiler and Pit Bull. And Terry? Terry. Terry. He's scary. Terry's off the troll. Terry's off the troll. There's two monsters sitting in there. Um, Godwin in the six for dynasty. I don't know, man. I'm just not going near Godwin. I'm, I'm just not. I oh, mean, come on now. Just, just throw a San Francisco a seventh rounder for old, uh, Jimbo G and just let him go. Let him loose, baby. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bruce. Hey, Smitty. From a fantasy perspective, who got a better quarterback upgrade? Terry McLaurin with Carson Wentz or DJ Moore with Baker Baker Lettermaker? Uh, like I said earlier on the earlier show today, I think both are about the same, man. I think both are about the same. I think both of them got enough of an upgrade that Terry McLaurin goes from being utilized at a 60% potential of getting you know, to that, that highest level he can get, get at. He's li- literally driving on a tank of gas that was 60% full or a charge, a battery charge of 60%. Now McLaurin goes up to about 80, 85. I mean, Wentz is good enough to feed him a lot more, but we're talking about a guy that, that still has 15% upside. If he gets an elite quarterback, we're talking about uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, DJ Moore felt similar. I think DJ Moore, was, we're getting about 65% out of DJ Moore. I think maybe Baker can bring that to about 75 to 80. So eight, maybe even 85% of what he's capable of doing. If he got an elite quarterback, which I honestly don't think is going to happen, who wants to go play for Carolina, especially when CMC ends up uh, you know, falling off the cliff after this year? Because if CMC does have an elite year left, this is probably it. Uh, so I'm probably going to say... I'm probably going to say DJ Moore. Uh, 
McLaurin. I'm going to say McLaurin got... No. They're even. They're even. Baker helps DJ Moore the same amount of upgrading his value into as much as possibly the highest ceiling you can get from him, from him before you get an elite quarterback in there. Same thing with McLaurin. McLaurin has been upgraded as high as you can possibly upgrade him until he gets an elite quarterback. Both these guys could fire off at at wide receiver two numbers in 2022 with pretty good ease. I think both of them could flirt with wide receiver one numbers, although I don't think DJ Moore will stay there. I think he, I think McLaurin's just a better wide receiver, so he's probably going to be a guy that can float in the 9 to 12 range, whereas DJ Moore could, could dance in the 12 area, but probably fall back out of it like 14, 15 at the end of the year. But it's a good question. The Bruce. Hey, Smitty. Baker Baker letter maker. My guy. He's in Carolina. First of all, I'm just letting this known. I think the Panthers are going to win that division. Woo! Go Baker Baker. Woo! How good does this make all his receivers and his tight ends over there? How does Baker uh, help the Panthers? Wow. I don't know about that, bro. Division winner. Uh, Baker Baker division winner maker. <laughs> uh, the Bruce is dropping some... Some straight bold predictions on the show today. That's crazy. Division winner, Baker Baker, division winner maker. Um, let's let me do a screenshot here and t- toss this up. I mean, it's not the hardest division in the world to win, but let's pull up last year's record and throw it on screen. I mean, Tom Brady. You never know; he could fall off or something like that. The Saints have a lot of problems, so it's not the craziest thing in the world. But this is last year's record. Tom Brady and the Bucks, I think, are going to cakewalk this into, into a division win. Unless Tom Brady completely falls apart. Which, I, I think he could get older. And he might be like, I'm done after this year. I can barely do it. But he didn't show any signs of dropping off. He's so mentally smart. Uh, I, there's no way. I, I, I think the Saints probably beat the Carolina Panthers out for the number two spot. I think the Bucks clinch the division and win this thing. The Bucks might win the division by week 10. <laughs> you know, but Br- the Bruce, I love you, pal. I love your boldness. Don't ever change. I like you just the way you are, the Bruce, just the way you are. Um, and the final segment of the show today will be. It's time for fantasy football. Court, court, court. court. Very, very short time period for this, and then I got to call it a day. It is an hour and 44 minutes into the show. This is an hour designed show. We literally go over 40 to 50 minutes every single day. I don't know what my problem is. I just can't stop talking. You guys love the show longer, but it is what it is. Uh, Smitty, can you do my first voicemail? Kenny, uh, I can. What is that? Voicemail group one, two, three. Where are you at? Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Uh, Kenny Powers. I think you're in voicemail group one, right? Let me see if I can find Kenny's first voicemail. Kenny, 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 Kenny. Uh, can you drop it again, bro? I can't find it, Kenny. Can you drop one more? I appreciate you. Ron Navy says, Ken, uh, if Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, Baker has a chance. That's true. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people watching right now, Kenny... Or Ron have no idea who Dilfer is. You know, sad that we do. 
Brady gets older a year, I think, Daddy Dennis says. Who's got questions? Throw them to me. We're in fantasy football court, for goodness sake. Smitty. Um, Devin dropped a super earlier. I'm sorry, Devin. Devin, you still here? Sometimes I get I get to screaming and yelling, and I don't see it. Devin, thank you, Terry, for letting me know. Devin, please let me know you're still here. Devin says, yo, Smitty, i just glad we can squash the Baker to Seattle crap. I'm happy to go with Locke and Geno, and I hope for a miracle or get a QB next draft. Um, I, I mean, I, I respect your taking. You know what, Geno, Geno, and I think Geno probably, I don't know. It's, I hear mixed things, like Geno's going to start. Um, don't think that Locke's locked it up. Uh, no pun intended. But but Gino Gino and DK did okay together, so I can I can I can get behind that. But I, I would have preferred the Seahawks to have an extra option. You know what I mean? Like Baker went in and, and busted. At least you could then turn to to those guys. Uh, thank you Terry for the super chat and for commanding all the likes that we got today. Rockout, appreciate you. Um, Rockout says they need to bring back the Coors Light NFL commercial. Appreciate you, Rockout. You're the man. Michael KCPA says, Smitty, I guarantee the Browns trade for a quarterback shortly. Fans are pissed. Prepare for an emergency live stream. Michael KCPA is doing the books. He's doing the books, and he came across a little piece of accounting that may be a, a breadcrumb and a trail to potential breaking news that might hit the NFL.com or the, the fantasy football show and NFL.com news desk by next week. You heard it here from Michael KCPA. The fantasyfootballshow.com news desk might be at some point breaking news about a trade where the Browns acquire another quarterback. That's what Michael KCPA is dropping here. Um, appreciate you, Michael K. Lunch table. Smitty, I just picked up. This is borderline too long. Attention spans are low these days, bro. Mike Evans ahead. Just picked up Mike Evans ahead of Brees Hall in the early third. He didn't make it back to me in the fourth. Did I mess up? Mike or going? Uh, Mike is going to eat. I just couldn't pass up. Um, you have a lot of people that say they take Mike Evans over bank, uh, over Brees Hall. So I don't think anybody's gonna think you're crazy. I assume this is redraft. You're drafting a little early, so part of me wonders if this is keeper dynasty. If it is, then I th- yeah I would have taken Brees Hall, no doubt about it. If it's complete redraft, I don't think you messed up. Mike Evans could have definitely hang with Brees Hall in his rookie year. So no, don't don't lose any sleep over it. I think you 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 took a gamble. To let him fall to four, and I respect that. And if you would have landed him, I would have loved it. So I don't think you made a mistake. I, I like I like Evans. Evans could definitely eat that kind of workload that 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 Brees Hall is going to finish with. So not not a bad not a bad situation. Eli Mitchell or Monty? Probably Eli Mitchell with the cuffs. But it's because I worry about Chicago, and I don't know what's going on with that running attack. I like Monty a lot. I do. Etn or Connor? Uh, this one's almost uh, Bella. Check yourself. I'm not going to make you take a lap. You're you don't deserve it. But I'm going to say that this is borderline where I'm I'm going to get excited about my answer. You know what I'm saying? It's like I say, "What's your ETN? ETN? ETN is third round capable for me in terms of draft value. Connor is not a third rounder to me. I think Connor could make for a decent fourth rounder. You package in a little more risk. I like it, but I'm not taking. I'm not taking Connor ahead of ETN. Not even close. I'm taking Brees Hall ahead of Connor. Evans or AJB? 
you could go back and forth on this. You could go back and forth on this. I They're dead even almost. You, you almost take them back to back if you want to get crazy. Uh, Smitty, they are copying you. I checked a few shows out that use, used to stupidly talk about blindly drafting running backs no matter what, and now they're switching to best player available, and don't let them copy your swag, Smitty. Thank you, Elliot. I appreciate that. Look, people are going to copy what what we do all the time. Um, the real OGs know where everything derived from. You got everybody doing the whole voice thing too now. You'll see it everywhere. People are like, uh, draft uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, why draft Kenneth Walker? Why would you do that? I'll tell you what. Like everyone's doing the voice thing. The, the multiple personality, Smitty. Everybody's got to have one now. It's a sensitive culture. Everybody deserves. Everybody gets a multiple personality. Not just one person. Everybody. That's my multiple personality. That is it. That's Bob. Now everybody's copying it. It is what it is. Dak or Russ. Flip a coin. I take Russ, but that's me. I think Russell Ball. I think Russell Ball. Hall or Walker, the Bruce. I mean, come on, the Bruce. You know it's Hall. Hall's going way ahead of Kenny Walker. I quietly like Kenny Walker's skill set more, but we can't. I mean, and I, I admittedly have wavered, right? But as the ADPs unfolded for us. It's 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 clear that Hall's rounds ahead of Walker in cost of entry situation right now, but that could change, and I want to own both of them. But Brees Hall, easily. Brees Hall is going to win leagues for people in 2022. Kenneth Walker can too, and you might start hearing me hammer home a little more that point. But, uh, oh, Daddy Dennis is, I forgot this is the guy, Daddy Dennis, that says Penny 2K Club. I, you have to be, tr- like, Daddy Dennis, I don't feel like you troll a lot. Maybe you do, and I, I just don't read all your comments. But, like, this is a troll comment. There's no way, Daddy Dennis, you truly believe Penny's in the 2K club. Like, you have to be trolling. You have to be. There's just, there's no way. <laughs> there's not. There's no human being on this planet Earth that would that would feel like that is leg- a legitimate prediction. He does troll? Okay. Damian Harris or Melvin Gordon? Give me give me Damian, but I'm probably not touching either if that kind of gives you a, a depressed feeling that I don't want either one of them and those are the two you're deciding be- between. I don't like it. I don't like it. He was the number one running back in the NFL in the last five games. Yeah, I, I mean, that happens, bro, from time to time. But guess what? You can't extrapolate that over the course of a whole season. Will Cooper Cup come close to his 2001 stats? <sighs> probably not. Like... Odds are against it, but will I avoid him at all because of the worry? No. Um, will he be number three instead of one? Pro- you know, could happen. Sure. Number two. He's going to get a triple crack. I mean, it's always possible. Anything is. He's so talented. But usually those things are not repeatable. So we're looking at a dip. It's just a matter of how much of a dip. Is Chase and Jefferson ranking above him and then it's him? Will he fall to five? certainly possible dynasty McLaurin or Pittman I don't understand this Pittman love guys I don't get it it's it's near you've just been Smitty disapproved you haven't been Smitty disapproved but the the drafting of Pittman as high as you all are drafting him in the sometimes third round end of the third round and early fourth round absolutely no stop it 
McLaurin all day long. Top 5 to 10 talent. It's not even close. Alright guys, 107 of you. I hate to leave with 107 of you in here. You bad boys, you. All 107 of you hit that like button. All 107 of you leave a comment after the video ends because my comments will start off at zero and I will answer every single one 99% of the time. Every single one of your comments, 99% of the time, test me. Leave me 107 comments. I'll get back to every one of you. Try it. Try me. Try me. And get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get your one-on-one text advice. I literally carry around two phones and I answer and I send you audio messages by holding down a microphone that this phone specifically allows to send any number. And so you'll get a play button. Every time you ask me a question, and I'll talk your ear off for like a minute or two with a response that you're going to go, this response is glory. This one-on-one text service is absolute straight glory, and you want to get it at thefantasyfootballshow.com. Unless there's breaking news, because I go live anytime there's breaking news. I go live anytime there's breaking news. Baker Mayfield got traded. Guess who went live immediately? I had to get graphics together and I went live, bro. That's how I roll. That's what my channel's about. That's what this channel has over. Every other channel out there is no one's going to outwork your boy Smitty. Nobody. When something breaks, I go live. If it's a rumor that I need to shoot down, but it's breaking news and a total fabrication, I go live. That's how I roll. That's how dad did it. That's how I'll continue to do it. And we're going to see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern like we do every Monday through Friday. I go live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. And I go live whenever news breaks. And I also go live sometimes three times, four times a day to do mock drafts. During this time frame, I pretty much mock draft every single night. And we call it the graveyard shift. So join me tonight for mock drafts. Peace out. Appreciate you. Oh, and and let me just say, never never leave before the credits are completely done. You can miss out on a whole bunch of stuff. How many people left? How many people left? We had 170. 107! No one left? I don't know if that updated yet. Dynasty Channel tonight. I know I haven't done it as frequently. Like uh, We're trying to do it every day. Go live on the Dynasty Channel. I will go live on the Dynasty Channel tonight. We won't do it right now, but we will do it tonight. Go subscribe. Go to my main YouTube page. Scroll down to the bottom of it. You'll see all my channels at the bottom of my main YouTube ch- page. Subs- Actually, let me drop the link real quick. Let me drop the link so you guys can subscribe to the Dynasty channel. You don't want to miss it. We're we're growing this bad boy. It's, it's got uh, almost 600 subscribers. It's new. It's new. And people don't understand that I have two channels. One is a Dynasty channel. I'm dropping said link in the chat right now. I'm going to pin that link. Make sure you click it before the, the outro is done playing. And uh, you guys will want to get in on in the Dynasty channel because it's going to be popping there. We're gonna. I'm not. I'm not saying it's gonna necessarily ever be as big as this channel because my goal is to grow this thing into a monster, a conglomerate. But it might rival it. It might rival it. We're gonna grow this bad boy to the moon. All right, now we're out of here. Appreciate all of you. Subscribe to the Dynasty channel. I pinned it in the chat. I'll go live tonight on it. I'll go live on this channel doing mock drafts. When am I not live? When am I not live? Mm-hmm.
deuces, everybody. Appreciate you, Terry. Appreciate you, Silver. Appreciate you, Ron Navy. Appreciate you, Buffoon. Haven't seen Buffoon in here in a while. Yeah, mine says 85.2 now. It took a minute to, over, to update. Overcome, appreciate you. Kenny Powers, of course. Kenny! Kenny P! Official. Uh, D-Town. D-Town's becoming a big part of the show. Cole, Ricky. Ricky, Daddy Dennis. Andrew, Grace. 49er Faithful Lee, appreciate you. Macho Taco. Don Draper with a good call. Appreciate Don. James Flatley. Lee, appreciate my, my boy James. James Stark. Appreciate my boy James. I like my Jameses. I like my people. I like my Jameses with big energy. Big, big hands and big energy. Ron Navy dropping it. Bella, check yourself dropping fire all show. Tyler in the house. Tyler says, will Bursette make Cooper and Chubb worth getting? Uh, watch, rewatch the show, bro. I'm avoiding all Browns players but Kareem Hunt. Go watch it, buddy boy. Smitty answers, trust me, says Kenny. He's talking about all the commenters. Uh, later, overcome. Uh, Masonite, don't think, I don't like Pittman either. I don't, I didn't say I didn't like Pittman Masonite. I just don't like his ADP. People taking him around 3, 4, get McLaurin, get, get these other guys, get Brees Hall. What's going on here? Appreciate you all. See you all tonight for mock, for mock drafting. Later. Until next time, Bubba. Catch you later, Bubba. Deuce, bro. I see a Thor bear and fantasy dog. RGB, swaggy, black beard, deuces.